Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about frailty? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. Hello, there were two people smooching outside on really? your sidewalk when I came in. Really? And I thought did you, it was did one you person. wait <laughs> to tell me this on the podcast because you didn't tell me it right away? <laughs> well, that sounds like I waited. Yeah, then. it does sound like you waited, I guess. That's mystery solved. <laughs> uh, I thought it was one person mm-hmm. and it was very shadowy when I was walking up. And so I was kind of like peering into the darkness like there's a person standing there and then i realized it was two people and they were smooching so they probably thought i was a pervert for staring because then they kind of moved aside like as i was walking towards them and so i averted my eyes like i wasn't staring right but i didn't know they were smooching when i was staring i mean you thought it was one person yeah yeah i came across they're like melted into each other i was at my parents house and i was walking and i was walking through uh my old elementary school yard and i came across some teenagers smooching in an alcove <laughs> as well so i seek them out i find them and then uh, and I was, and, um yeah that's the story <laughs> the smooch blocker <laughs> yeah and then they uh hey kids what are you doing yeah no smooching better not be smooching in there no no smooching on my watch yeah <laughs> no i just stood there and i went kiss her good <laughs> that's from the kiss office. her real good <laughs> <laughs> that'd be extra creepy like it'd be one thing if someone like is like hey don't smooch on my lawn or whatever then you're on like my oh lawn? yeah yeah and you're like, if yeah. i had a lawn and people were smooching all, on it. all the time when i i go smooching is that i'm always on someone's <laughs> lawn so like hey you kids get off my lawn stop your smooching um so you want to do our little uh mini topic yes yeah let's do this what are they called spooktober questions Mm -hmm. sure that's what you said you texted me i didn't make it up (laughs) sure that's what they're called yes you said do you want to ask each other some spooktober questions on the next episode (laughs) okay that's what they're called (laughs) yes so i said yes okay yeah now i have we have to read we okay are you done rehashing this? <laughs> I am done. Thank okay. you for asking. You are so welcome. <laughs> are you done? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you right? You want to go first or want me to go first? I want you to go first because I, okay. I guessed what Spooktober questions might entail. <laughs> so I want to know okay. what you think well, they are. Well, I already asked you. I already kind of made a question and asked you. So uh, what would, if you could be a monster, what kind would you be? Ooh, well, I'd be myself. <laughs> I'm a monster. And like, and not like some mythological. No. Okay, I'd be the Loch Ness monster. Would you? Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, I like Sasquatch as well. I don't know if that. It's like more like what is that? Crypto cryptozoology. Zoology. I like. I think Loch Ness monster is considered cryptozoology um, too, though. Well, I like it, but it's a monster. No, I'd be it's a, a fictional. Yeah, I'd be a sea monster for sure. That'd be cool. I don't know. It's pretty sweet. Like Imagine a Kraken. flippers. I would love to have flippers. Oh, my God. I just read something somewhere that they are making um, these really realistic looking dolphins for like SeaWorld and stuff like that so that they're not 
keeping live dolphins in captivity. They should just close SeaWorld. I agree. <laughs> That's stupid. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting. And they're saying like it'd be a good way to um, to teach kids about the ocean and stuff like that. But uh, for me, I'm like, it's just such a cruel... you know like you're isolating this creature that is a creature that needs socialization and they're in this tiny little pool like i'm not arguing i think it is cruel you should watch the cove it's pretty awful but yeah i think it's also cruel to be like let's go see a dolphin show kids and they're it's animatronic. <laughs> Just it you know. looks. I, I thought it was real. It looked real. Well, it how was, do we know that any dolphin's real then? <laughs> We're all living in the dolphin. I matrix. think I'd be a sea monster. Okay. Yeah. I have to look up my answer because the internet knows your answer. <laughs> yeah, because it's from a specific thing. Oh. Okay. I had to. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> It sounds like you're passionate about it, and I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I keep trying to type, and I'm laughing. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's called a bruxa. A bruxa. A bruxa. How do you spell it? B r u x a. Please use it in a sentence. Um, she's either Nivellen's secret lover or a predatory bruxa who must be extinguished. Guess what? That didn't clear anything up. What is it? <laughs> She's like a vampire, but like Ooh. one that can like walk on like walls and is um, oh, like a Japanese, uh, like the like the Grudge sort of. Thing, yeah, kind, kind of. of. But like really, like so she was in the first. There was one of her in the first episode of the second season of The Witcher, and I was like watching this, and I was like, I want to be her <laughs> she was Interesting. so cool like i was like i was like she's so creepy and cool like that i don't want to be her now but if i get reincarnated into a monster i 1000 percent would like to be a broxa thank you very much universe you heard me <laughs> yeah so i thought she was really cool and i just was like and i was like texting a friend and i was like if i ever get reincarnated i want to be one of those <laughs> like just she was wow. just awesome and creepy, and I loved her. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, in the show, just, I need you to paint this picture for me. Did somebody go, holy shit, she's a vampire? And somebody else was like, no, she's climbing on a wall. She can't be a vampire. And another person was like, it's a broxide. Like, is that how <laughs> no, you knew? No. No. Um, it was just. Did that sound like any three of the other characters? people? No, oh. it did not. <laughs> they all have like more posh British accents. Not like the received pronunciation, but just not like it. You know. I see. They Thanks. talk like this, you know. <laughs> hey, governor. Oh, <laughs> you're doing. On this day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is that accent? <laughs> like the Michael Caine of <laughs> <laughs> I try. That's that's a good answer. That's cool. Thank you. Yes. Um, so it's no, there's only like three people and well, one was like a half beast human person, but I really liked it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pull, the first episode really pulled me in. It was very emotional. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, what's yours? All right. What's your favorite scary movie cliche? Oh, my favorite scary movie cliche. Oh, okay. Um, I like the 
you think it's gonna be a jump scare, but it ends up being nothing. Ooh. I love those. Like because okay. you're like you're like oh god, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Oh, okay. But then you're like still really tense because you're like okay something's gonna happen <laughs> at some point you know what i mean yeah. yeah so you're like all full of anxiety and stuff but like it like puts you on edge so you're like prepared but then it's just nope didn't happen yeah and then you're like oh okay no that's fine i'm <laughs> fine i'm i'm fine what's gonna happen <laughs> i just i love it it's perfect it's it's everything that's a good answer thank you what's yours um I really like the like mirror shot or window oh, shot yeah. or reflection shot. I don't like it. I like I like I don't like how I don't like it, but I like it. You like you don't like how it makes you feel. Me. Yeah. But you like it in terms of like But I like when filmmaking. I like when it's used cuz it's truly scary to me mm-hmm. and so I can't fault them for doing something that scares me that much. Mhm. But I hate them. I hate them. Wait, so like viewing through a window? Or like, like wow, how do you mean? Like the character is looking in a mirror and then she sees something in the mirror behind her. Oh, Or like looking yeah, yeah. through a window and then something shows up or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. I was thinking um, there's like that one scene in Hush after the serial killer kills her friend and you can see like him tapping the friend's hand on like the window pane and like mm-hmm. it's just a shadow and it's super creepy fucking creepy yeah, yeah. oh man Ugh, that one yeah that one that's a, a creepy ass movie okay so i have another one i don't even know if i really like it to be honest with you but maybe you'd like it i'm probably gonna hate it based <laughs> on how you're selling it to me <laughs> okay if you were in a zombie apocalypse what would be your plan of survival oh yeah. Well, I would get a boat. That's what I was thinking, too. And I would go no, to the middle boats. of the ocean. Or not even the middle of the ocean, just far enough. You'd just need to be like a mile yeah, out, really. Yeah, I would really. just get a bunch of canned food and stuff. A bunch of cool stuff. Food, water. And I periodically have to come in to get supplies, of course. But I'd definitely just be in the ocean. And I'd probably get like a dinghy. Yeah, because you can't bring your main boat to shore because the zombies would oh, yeah. hide on it. Yeah, so you'd get a dinghy. Oh, that makes sense. And then you'd take the dinghy back to the boat, and you know, yeah, scary, scary existence. Yeah, my I think if you you should like, if I was going to do that, probably steal a boat. I don't own a boat, so. Well, I wouldn't. It's not like there'd be like a mortgage, like a company where I could be like, I'd like to buy a boat for this zombie apocalypse. Like, I know the zombie apocalypse is happening right outside, and your coworkers are currently changing. Oh, I can see that you're also changing. Great, I'll make this quick for you. Um, I'd really like to buy. I'd like to pay a loan, even though there's not going to be any banking institutions. <laughs> yeah, running. You should uh, make your way to Alcatraz. That's an island, and oh, there's yeah. a lot of protection there because it was a prison at one point if you didn't know that <laughs> have you ever been there have you ever been to Alcatraz or you've never been to San Francisco yet have you thanks for rubbing it in <laughs> we were supposed to go I know you were supposed to go hit. Yeah. I was really excited to see Alcatraz but you're going to go right probably someday yeah yeah <laughs> you're gonna go you'll go I was really excited I and then I was bummed because guess what COVID happened Oh, COVID. So that sucked. That did suck. But, um, yeah, that's a good answer. So yours would be a boat as well? Yeah. I mean, 
I figure it's the best way to, I mean, maybe the zombies can swim, but I would think that, like, the sea creatures would tear them apart before they got to where you were. Mm-hmm. If their skin isn't already just falling off being in the water yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, know well, it's gross, but if you could find a way rotting. to get, I mean, they might not even know you're there. That's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's scary. Mm-hmm. What kind of zombies would your zombie apocalypse have? <laughs> If you could kinds? choose your zombies, what kind would you choose? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like, would you do like a rage zombie? Like, okay, I'll give you choices. Oh, I'll give like, you choices. Okay, yeah. Okay. Would you do? Okay, so there's the rage zombie from like um, 28 days later. Mm-hmm. There's like just the classical George Romero, like slowly lumbering, moaning kind, and or there's. Like the kind from, um, let's say, I Am Legend. Yeah, so, well, it would definitely be the slow-moving one, no yeah. question. Yeah, I don't even but, know why. <laughs> um, are you suggesting, because I know... Oh, I guess maybe how it's transferred? Yeah, because okay. The Walking Dead, like, everybody becomes a zombie if they die, when oh, they die, I guess. Oh, okay. Is what I've been told. Oh, I, I've um, never seen it. I've seen... Song of the Walking Dead, but not all of it. But somebody told me that everybody becomes a zombie when they die. Oh. And then, like, Day of the Dead, I think, is similar. Like, when people die, or unless they're, like, really good, then they go to heaven. But anybody else who dies because hell is overrun or something. So they. And then in 20 Days Later, it's a virus. Right. And then in. Is it a virus in I Am Legend as well, I think? I think so. Yeah, because, like, the or the dog caught the virus, yeah. remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having lived through a global pandemic, I don't think I'd want to go the virus route. I'm yeah. done with that shit. <laughs> uh, so, I, I Understandable. guess... It's not really better, but maybe just, like, you know, maybe I want to be a zombie for a little while once I'm old, once I've lived dead. a long life, yeah. you know? A zombie on a boat. That would be sad, though. There'd be no brains. Yeah, no brains at all. And then if you had, like, a partner with you, I mean, that would be sad. But so, do you know if The Walking Dead, do they get... Can they become one if they're bitten? I believe they can. Okay. But don't quote me on it, because I've barely watched... I've watched a few episodes, but I think, if I remember correctly, they can. Okay. But then I think also it's inevitable. Right. So weird. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do they have to? Oh, well, I guess you don't really know because I was going yeah. like, to ask all these questions and I'm like, oh, I guess I don't really know. Okay. What's your last one? Okay. I've got a bunch of them. But okay. I have to pick do one. you really? Yeah. Oh, do you want to ask more? We can do more. No, I'll just do one more. Okay. Um, what's the scariest movie scene to you? Well, so I was, um, I was a little bit. Uh, you know, drinking and communing with Mother Nature, and I watched this. So maybe my, <laughs> my thoughts were skewed. But the scene in Hereditary when um, Tony Collette is cutting off her own head, I would say was pretty fucking scary. She cuts off. I think you m- might have told me that. Yeah, but like she cuts off her own head. Yeah, she's like yeesh. she's possessed or something. Well, I would think so. Yeah. There's also a scene. I'm going to do one more. There's also yeah. a scene in Apostle that reminded me a lot of. Um, did did you ever see that show love sex and robot or death sex and robots okay so uh-huh. there's one um there's one because like each 
each one is like eight minutes long. It's like just a short. So uh, one of them is called Beyond the Aquila Rift. And first thing I thought was really weird slash interesting was the guy that was in it, and they're all animated, looked just like Richard Armitage. Like I was like, there's no way that they were not inspired by Richard Armitage because they are like way too close to look like you know what I mean. Like I was like, mm. in like his parents were inspired when they conceived him. I don't. No, no, no. Like the people who drew the Beyond the Aquila Rift. Oh, is it it's cartoon? animated? Oh, yeah, it's animated. <laughs> I was thinking. I just like, said it was animated. <laughs> you probably did. I did, and I missed it. I and I was just okay. like, <laughs> I, I literally just <laughs> okay, <it>. all right. <laughs> We've established that I wasn't listening. Okay. I was thinking about something else, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so that's not really... This. In the Aquila Rift, basically what happens is he's on a spaceship, and he wakes up um, before his other companions do. And there's a woman that comes on board that he used to know. I guess it was like they, they found him like drifting in space and so she came on board with like her companions as well or her partners, whatever. And you find out that after he's like kind of living this like idealist life with this woman, like they're having a relationship and everything, uh, that it's actually all just like this kind of vision that she's giving him and in reality what she is is she's like a giant like human spider woman and he is starving and he's like got a beard that's like you know like 10 inches long and you can see every single rib of his and he's and it's like in this big huge spider nest <gasps> and so and oh. then like it like ends weird yeah it's really creepy i'm getting goosebumps talking like about it. It. Yeah. <laughs> and so in apostle so apostles with dan stevens and michael sheen there is a scene and it's like about this it's about this guy who's going to this island to find i think it's his brother or something and um basically his brother's part of a cult. Well, what happens, and I'm I'm going to just spoil it for you because I would not advise watching this movie like it. I will never watch it again. And okay. you know I like fucked up shit like that, but that was too much for me. <laughs> um, so there is a scene, well, like the island is being controlled by this like kind of sort of um, earth spirit, I guess. And she's being kept captive in this like in the space and it looked just like the spider like <gasps> dead oh, um, yeah beyond the aquila but it, she's like con- like her body is well from what i remember i don't even know if this is really true but i think that she was like connected with her body like her skin was connected with these like branches and leaves and stuff and she was mm. basically feeding the island and there was this guy that was walking around shirtless with like a pair of underwear on and a bandage covering his entire head so he couldn't see and it was like covered in blood and it was just really really oh. unsettling and super creepy and I like and it reminded me so much of Beyond the Aquila Rift and I was like okay <laughs> that was I'm good thank you never watch that movie again because it was super gory too and I was not prepared for that no thank you yikes good. so that's my answer oh good answer Sorry, a little comprehensive but no that's cool yeah so good, it sounds sounds creepy yeah yeah super creepy but uh love or death uh what is it death love and robots is on netflix so oh, if you okay. want to watch it, it i would i like it yeah i think it's good yeah hmm. it's interesting it's a bunch of different people that do different animations and stories and stuff so some of them are really good and some are you know but it's it happens mm-hmm. you know yeah so yeah 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 
So what's your answer? Well, you reminded me of one. Have you ever seen the movie Prometheus? Yes. Okay, well, that movie made me so, like, I was so uncomfortable watching it because it's so weird and creepy that I probably, I, like, have never really had the urge to watch it again. And um, it's the scene where she gets impregnated by, like, a like an alien offspring and she has to go in that machine and have oh, it yeah. cut out of her. And it's like Ugh. a race against the clock. And then the machine, and then the, the thing gets pulled out of her, but then she has to, like, the machine has to, like, sew her up while she's in there with it. Yeah. Oh, man. That, and, and Mike recently rewatched that movie, and he was talking about how tense it was. And he was like, if you want to rewatch it, you know, I think he owns it. And he was, and I was like, oh, I'll think about it. And I'm like, I just can't bring myself because it's so unsettling. Like, earlier in the movie, one of the guys, gets possessed or something and he's like crab walking and it's super creepy and just well, i remember like uh what was it um michael fassbender had like a like an amoeba or something on his finger and then he yeah. put it in like logan marshall green's drink. drink yeah and then so he drank it, and then you could see like something coming out, out of his eye yeah it was uh, really it's, nasty like, it's like, and yeah but that's because i think he impregnated her yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh i don't care for body horror but no me neither i think it's done really well in that scene with this the c-section and and i think like that's probably the best example of like well done body horror that's maybe even worth watching at least once if you can handle it because it was a good movie movie was so intense that i just it's not like it just i don't know if i ever want to feel i don't know if i can bring myself to feel that way very often on purpose you know so. yeah I, it's interesting because i had someone else tell me the same thing where that they said that that movie really freaked them out and i watched it and i was like it's fine i don't it yeah. didn't like other like the the scene where she had to have you know it cut out of her obviously was very like disturbing but i just noticed i mean i guess i have like a higher tolerance for that so maybe it just doesn't bother me as much but the yeah definitely the scene where she had, had the baby cut out was like n- no where this is nope okay <laughs> right this yeah is, was that new me rapace do you remember who it was i think i don't remember i'm gonna look it up i want to know yeah new me rapace i like her she was in the girl with the dragon tattoo oh yeah the, the uh, uh swedish one yeah she was good in that uh Okay, cool. Yeah. You ready to talk about the movie? Let's do it. Okay. So, Inquiring Minds Must Know. What did you think of it? Well, initially, overall, I kind of liked it because I thought it was a pretty creative story. But uh, I don't like that it was real. Like, yeah, instead of just being... So either they're really killing demons or it's like they have the Mr. Brooks disease where the father passed it along to the son instead of just passing along paranoia. <laughs> Mr. Brooks disease. He I passed love it. along like an actual mental illness. Right. <clears throat> or it's real. And I don't like that. Cut that out. But and then I would say, yeah, it was it was entertaining. It was um you know, a, a creative story and pretty disturbing. Um and you know it was it was spooky but then i feel like that really i don't know how to think i don't know how to feel about it being real about him actually like being yeah. able to see demons i don't because that almost makes it seem dumb to me 
Yeah, I think that they took a lot of liberties with the story because I was reading over it and I like I was reading over in like Wikipedia um, and I remember listening to a podcast episode or a couple episodes about J- Joseph Callinger probably on Parcast Serial Killers um, I would say is the most likely place that I heard it um, <clears throat> but I think that they definitely took a lot of liberties with the story because I think that with uh, Joseph Callinger's I think it was more of a serial killer thing than like a demon thing but mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I, I you know I don't well, really super know the story so I watched it with Mike and he said if it was let's say like Unbreakable Unbreakable I think mm-hmm. with, with yeah with Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis where yeah. it's like a real story like he's really a superhero so this is like an origin story for these guys then you could kind of look at it from that light and maybe it's not quite so lame and i thought yeah maybe and that makes a lot of sense but just as far as the movie goes i would have i rather it had just been everything was the same except he just passed down his paranoia not that there was actually like some mission from god or like because they they obviously don't they can't have the same mental illness right well they could i mean they could yeah if it's genetic so it's a mr brooks disease yeah yeah i don't like that either i'd rather it just be paranoia passed down when the kid is indoctrinated rather than like the origins of whatever version of superhero they actually are or that they super villain more like schizophrenic or something you know I, there is actually a um, disorder called, it's a French term, it's called Falaidu, and it's uh, shared psychosis. Basically, oh. two people uh, just kind of latch onto each other's paranoia and all that stuff, and yeah. then I think that's maybe more likely what happened. I think the trauma of killing all those people, you know, led to bad things later. Now, I feel like I need to look it up, because I'm like, okay, so... Look what up. Look up the movie again, because... So, Fenton didn't kill anyone, but Adam did. Well, I was actually going to ask you about that. Because, (laughs) so, the whole time you think Matthew McConaughey's character is Fenton. Mm -hmm. um, And then there's a swerve at the end, and he's like, surprise, I'm Adam. Mm -hmm. But he says to the FBI agent, like, no, um, Adam. So, he, when he is supposedly Fenton, he's talking about Adam, his younger brother, And he says, no, Adam kept all of his victims in the basement. Right. So for whose benefit did he say that? Because at the end of the movie, they obviously find the FBI agent stuff in the basement. But nobody that was there investigating would have heard him say that because he said it to the agent. Right. And he killed the agent. Yeah. So I was like, so does that mean that Fenton and Adam both killed people or not? It makes me even wonder if there was another brother at all or if it was just like a manifestation of like him i don't know i don't know if that's maybe that's a little out there that's a little little too far (laughs) should we tell should we tell a synopsis sure yeah we always forget to do that i know this movie probably needs one though okay so the plot i'm gonna give the synopsis this week So Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey comes to the goes to the FBI and tells them he knows who the God's Hands killer is, who is like a serial killer that's wreaking havoc in in an area. And he says, "I think it's my brother, my younger brother, 
Adam. Mm-hmm. And so then he goes into the song story about how when him and Adam were kids, his dad had a vision from God that said they had to go kill these people. But they would look like humans, but they were actually demons. And so his dad sort of roped them into helping him kill a few people. And Fenton never believed that this was happening, but the brother, being young, was influenced by the father and thinking that, yeah, they were killing demons. And so you're led to believe... And Fenton's played by Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. Until revealed later. You're led to believe that Adam has grown up and kept the tradition on and he's killing people. Mm -hmm. And... Adam committed suicide in the movie, and so Fenton uh, Fenton took the FBI agent to this place where their dad and, and Adam presumably buried all their victims. In the Rose Garden. In a Rose Garden that was behind their house. And, and then it, it comes to light that Matthew McConaughey is actually Adam. He's not Fenton. He killed Fenton. He killed the FBI agent because then it's revealed that he actually can touch people and see that their sins like right. he actually does have a superpower like his dad did i guess yeah and yeah. then and then the movie ends on him back in in his normal life as the sheriff of this small town mm-hmm. and Neat. yeah we were talking about how like that's just a terrible Neat. gross name for yeah. the town mm-hmm. Neat, especially like It'd be one thing if it was, I know this sounds weird and it doesn't make any sense, but it'd be one thing if it was a town that was in like a cold place. (laughs) But because it's in Texas, it grosses me out even more because I think meat and heat and those two do not go well together, you know? I don't know. Have you ever been in a cookout? I have, but if you're leaving your meat in a car and the heat is heating it up, you ain't going to be happy when you go back to your car. I'm telling you. Listen, that's happened to me. I have had that experience. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I was with a friend and we get in the car and we're like, something smells weird in here. That's weird. And we were like, "Hmm, it's probably nothing, whatever. And they were driving along and and later, it was like a couple hours later, we get back in the car and we're like, okay, it really fucking reeks in here. Like, it stinks. And so we're just, we just like get out we're searching everywhere it turns out it was two meatballs that had fall they were um it was it wasn't meatballs they were hamburger patties that had fallen out of a bag did you have spaghetti covered with cheese (laughs) and some and then somebody sneezed it was raw meatball it was they're raw sorry they were raw hamburger patties that my dad had given me from the restaurant to like take home and eat because when we close for like sunday if we have leftover meat it, it just it can't wait another day it's bad by then so um yeah that was my experience and it it's it's dumb. you forgot about them in your car and it was only for a couple hours but believe me it was long enough for that wow. to be real rank That's like gross. it was nasty because it was in the middle of summer too so no it was it was gross <laughs> so that's what i always kind of go Bleh. Okay, so what do you think of the movie? You've seen it. You'd seen it before. I don't. I had only seen it this once. Yeah, so I've seen it. This is my second time watching it. The first time I watched it, probably like, probably a good decade ago. It was a while ago, so I didn't remember most of it. Um, I don't like it as much as I liked it the first time I watched it, and I didn't even really remember. I did kind of remember the ending. I remember that he was not who he said he was, but. It didn't have the same impact on me the first time I watched it, which was kind of a bummer because the first time I watched it, I was like, damn, this is disturbing. And I don't know if it's just because I'm desensitized to that and it's just been like I've just seen a lot of other fucked up shit. It's totally possible. Uh, I 
do think that you kind of have like a good point about them being these super beings because you know we we see uh i don't even know how we're gonna explain them at um matthew mcconaughey's adam what should we even call him like like matt matt adam (laughs) to like discern between the difference between them like older adam maybe just older adam the older adam works okay so older shit where's i going with that um. Oh my god, I just totally lost it. About supernatural beings. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So, because while I was, because, you know, with Adam, older Adam, uh, he goes to FBI and everything, and they never, like, can see his face. And one of the things that the dad says, and let's see, the dad's name is, um, let's see. It says Dad Meeks on Google. Dad, Dad Meeks. Dad Meeks. It is on IMDb too. Dad Meeks. That's funny. I like it. Okay. So so Dad Meeks, um, he had said that when they were going to kill that second person in, in daylight, the older man, right? Uh, that that God would protect them, and so and like whoever he was blind a pa- yeah, people's eyes, right? Yeah. Every, whoever was going to witness it, or possibly witness it, would be blinded by God, so they would never see him. So it really, it because you're watching this at first, and you're going like, yeah, okay, like this is obviously the ramblings of a severely mentally ill I- individual, you know. But then later they show that that is actually what happened essentially so it makes me when i was watching it i was thinking like okay so this is really happening and this guy is killing all these people because he's mentally ill not because he's seeing god it has nothing to do with that it's all mental illness and that is kind of how my mind works it goes to the logical aspect of it so um but it, it, so it just like when he touched the person and he would like reel back and like look all like freaked out and stuff I was kind of like that looks a little ridiculous <laughs> but they show later that he was actually witnessing these visions or he was seeing things so it makes me wonder like how much of this is 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 supernatural and how much of it is reality you know what I mean yeah well that's what I was thinking with, with the dad with Bill Paxton's character Dad Meeks. I, Dad Meeks. He, I, he totally could have been just hallucinating everything. Like, oh yeah, every his mental illness was really, really intense. Oh yeah, and his um, so he'd see what he wanted to see. He could touch them and, and be like, oh yeah, I'm seeing visions of their sins. But he's right. just making it up. But then when Adam touches the FBI agent, and you find out that Adam can see that the FBI agent killed his own mother and like then it's beca- it becomes like oh so this is real because right you you don't just stumble you don't just guess and stumble upon that with an hallucination right you know well and also it he had said that or there was an implication that there was a lot of events that were leading up to Doyle the FBI agent being murdered by Adam by older Adam you know cuz they were they had like what the um all the like newspaper clippings or whatever in his house and everything like that. So I, I guess I kind of was thinking that it's again like the folly a 
I do thing where it's like a shared psychosis between them and maybe they both have like what you call them Mr. Brooks what do you call it, Mr. Brooks disease or whatever mm-hmm. um, where they both have what I'm assuming is maybe schizophrenia because that the Joseph Callinger like guy he did he did get uh, diagnosed with schizophrenia um, and it's obviously severe enough where they think that what they are seeing is really happening and so it just kind of makes me go like it is I guess to me like I guess to me like I don't really want to have the supernatural aspect to it I do not want to have that in it I do not want that at all I want it to be totally just a person who's really mentally messed up you know what I mean like I want it to be just a guy that needs a lot of help and is severely mentally ill and so I think that they had the whole, you know, they had the whole thing where like his his face was obscured by whatever was going on like with the, the camera, tracking, the tracking on the security footage. Right, right, yeah. and it just made me think like, okay, but it could be coincidence, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it it is kind of weird that it happens to happen happen at the same time that this guy walks in. But technology is faulty and and can have a lot of issues. So does that explain that he's some sort of supernatural being that can see the mm-hmm. evil deeds of others? And to me, that's not good enough. It doesn't have enough of a basis within the grasp of the supernatural for me to go, yes, he is a person that has this gift that God bestowed on him where he can see demons. Like, to me, I'm like, mm, no, he's just a man that is very, very mentally ill and really needs help, you know? Yeah, well, I, I agree. I don't want the supernatural aspect. And I think Bill Paxton's character having a severe mental illness and indoctrinating his youngest son much like a cult leader would makes a lot of sense to me oh yeah big time like his son doesn't have to have a mental illness he can just be you know like you said like shared psychosis or whatever it is so yeah. he's just grown up he was wait, young I wanna, enough wait, he i want to say one thing he may not started out with a mental illness but he sure had one later in life i bet you <laughs> well <laughs> you yeah. cannot go through trauma without getting something he you know? had issues for sure well yeah, for sure he yeah. had issues and so that would make more sense to me than both of them being demon hunters or both of them having the same mental illness. Right. I I, I don't like that as much. Um, but yeah, so like the tracking and the security footage co- like obscured his face and then the other FBI agent was like, I talked right to him. I looked right at him in his face, but I, I don't remember what he looks like. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean anything either. <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, when so, I, I mean, you worked at a place where you'd see hundreds of people a day. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah. Like the only way that you're going to remember someone is if they were like super nice to you or they were super awful to you. <laughs> like there's no, like if someone's just like, okay, have a nice day. You're like, cool, bye. Like I don't, I'm never going to, I forgot your face. But yeah, I, I, I've had people like do that when I worked at the restaurant where they would like come in and be like, hey, do you remember me? And I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm like always irritated when they ask that because I was like, yes, I see hundreds of people a day, but I specifically remember you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like, like, there's nothing like that is really, you know, that makes you stand out of a crowd. It's not like you got like a tattoo on your face. You know what I mean? It's just like you're just basic average person jeez that's a good way to get repeat customers (laughs) telling them they're basic and average and not memorable i didn't say not memorable 
I just said basic and average. If mm-hmm. you think you're not memorable, that's your own issue. <laughs> I, I dated a guy in my early 20s. And uh, after we, when we were actually like dating, I think I said we were talking about something like, it was the equivalent of like, oh, did you ever, did you ever think that we would end up dating? And he said, <laughs> he said, you were never, you were never on my radar. I never would have guessed it. And it really hurt my feelings. I thought it was a really mean thing Aww. to say. I think it's mean. I don't, even if it's true, like, you know, like. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying bit. to, I'm well, not trying to intentionally be mean. I'm just saying no, like. I'm not suggesting you're mean. I'm just saying. Oh like, no, what he said was mean. I just think that's a mean thing to say to somebody like you were never on my radar. It kind of reminded me of like, well, there was no one else. So, or like beauty isn't everything from our, oh, our, yeah. our little yeah. children episode. I was listening to that one like yesterday and I was like, I was like, yeah, who thinks that Kate Winslet isn't a gorgeous person? Okay. They need to be put in some mm-hmm. sort of thing. I don't know what, yeah. but punishment. Yeah. Punishment. Pa- punishment. Kid, I hope they're just kitties because we're putting them in a room with kitties. That will be their punishment. <laughs> just sneezing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, and then and then at the end of the movie, that FBI agent goes to the small town because and he meets with the sheriff of the, the small one that town. met him but didn't recognize so, him. So yeah, the one that met him, but because by that point the other FBI agent was dead. But so basically, when Adam disguised as Fenton came to town, he had stolen. Fenton disguised well told him it was Adam's body and when the FBI agent called their small town the the receptionist that answers would like was like oh he caused a big stir Fenton Meeks did because he stole an ambulance with his brother's body in it and it was all this whole thing and and so then Fenton Adam disguises Fenton said he stole the body because he promised his brother he would bury him in the rose garden. Right. And then anyway, the FBI agent at the end went to the small town to talk to the sheriff who was Adam, but he didn't recognize him at all. And right. then Adam like shook the the FBI agent's hand at the end and he was like, "You're a good man." So the implication is he's not going to kill that FBI agent cuz he's not a demon. Right. Have, right. Like and then the woman came out who was the receptionist who was obviously lying for him mm-hmm. uh came out well does she even know though she has to know because she's like well she has to know she lied for him she said or, or does she think fenton well she has to know because either fenton is alive and he's driving adam's dead body which would be her husband or adam is lying and she is part of it because she says to him at the end like what's going on and he's like god's will's been done and she's like praise god and she's oh, pregnant yeah. and everything and, and her name is becky so you can assume that she's the girl who ralphed all over when like the two boys were walking home and they're like becky puked all over the place and she's so pretty oh, yeah. <laughs> i forgot yeah. about that yeah yeah oh wow so he went on and he married his like middle school sweetheart or essentially or whatever yeah yeah and knocked her right up <laughs> Yeah, I know. So I saw that like ring on his finger on the left ring finger, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's married!" <laughs> like out loud, I was like, "Oh, so no. <laughs> that's terrible." So I don't know what her deal is. Yeah, like, if she, she does, she know and agree with the killing of demons, or was she just helping him cover up the brother situation? We don't know how deep it goes for her, but um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. anyway, he's he's living his life as like this small town sheriff, 
and moonlighting and as he, a as a serial killer basically he, he sure is demonic or, or a he demon has, serial or he killer. actually has a superpower and he kills demons right yeah so that's the question it reminds me a lot of um the uh exorcism of emily rose i think i've talked about it before where mm-hmm. you're kind of on the fence as to whether like did she die because of demonic possession or did she die because she was essentially starved to death and um it's it's a very i think this is kind of one of those where you go well is it real or is it not and you know i mean i think i stand on the side of it not being real and i think i'm pretty solidly on that side i don't think much will waver my my decision on that i feel like i'm i have just i've I know and I've learned too much about mental illness to just not include that in there. You know what I mean? Like, to me, Mm -hmm. like, that's to just say it's a superpower that God bestowed on him to kill demons. I go, ah, but there's been a lot of individuals out there who have used the name of God to murder. To do horrible things. Yeah, so it's like, sure, he might really believe that he has this. And, and I'm not saying that his belief in what he can do is any less valid, but I don't think that it is a supernatural thing. Well, that's, and that's, I liked the movie <clears throat> when it wasn't supernatural because there's so much, I think the word is, I think the phrase is confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So he happens to see a shaft of sunlight shining on an axe mm-hmm. and he's like, this is one of the holy weapons that God has provided for us, you know, and. <laughs> When we're like when that happened, I have to say when that happened, I was like, or the sun just went through the clouds <laughs> and is shining on a particular building. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and I, I think that might be what happened. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted. What's it? Was it to say Otis on it? <laughs> Otis, yeah, I, I it wanted, was like carved in there. I wanted there to be a scene of Otis like going back out to his <laughs> barn and being like, "Where are my gloves and my axe?" <laughs> I was chopping wood, man. What happened? I went out to go. I hate when this happens. I went back in to get a damn sandwich. I was a little hungry. I was going to come back out here, finish my work. But now, guess what? Otis is up Ships Creek without an axe. And and he he should have fixed the roof so that the sun couldn't shine through it. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I really liked... um, So I liked when he woke them up in the middle of the night. And he was... I don't know how to say this. I'm just going to say it. And I hope I don't offend anyone. But after a while, their accents were like driving me bonkers. I feel like none of them have actual Southern accents. Yeah, I don't. And that's why it was driving me bonkers. Because they sounded, may have. They sounded like really put on. Like uh-huh. they sounded like the accents you use when you're making fun of Southern people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they didn't sound. Because Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> has a southern accent and his accent doesn't bother me right because it's because it's natural and it's you know it's like it's the equivalent of like bill paxton walking up be like evening governor like you know what i mean (laughs) so so their accents really started bothering me after a while and they're like pa what are we doing pa anyway so he i liked when he wakes them up in the middle of the night and he goes into this whole spiel about how he, he was woken up by God and he was told to kill these demons and and not to be afraid, but they're gonna you know, they're gonna have to start doing that. And then the next morning everything was so normal. I know. And Fenton was like, 
everything was normal and i kept i convinced myself that it was just a dream and they got ready for school they ate breakfast he drove them to school he dropped them off at school and they're walking in and you can tell like i really like that fenton is kind of like it was all a dream and then as they're walking to school their dad's like don't tell anyone about what happened last night oh my gosh and like i can imagine just that feeling that like dread that would you know like oh you're yeah. trying to stave it off for so long by being like no it's not real it's not real and then it is real yeah and i thought that that was a really cool way of sort of portraying because i think everybody in some aspect of their life has had a situation not that extreme but like that oh yeah for sure and and so you can tell that fenton is pretty sure his dad has a mental illness but i think the interesting thing is the dad seemed totally normal up till then. Like yeah. nothing weird was going on. That's what they I thought had too. I was like, "Wow, he's existence. super normal." Yeah. yeah, like their lives were very normal, and, yeah. and they were playful, and they and he seemed like he cared about his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, up until a certain point, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it it, it it like because I didn't remember most of it. It kind of surprised me as to how normal he was. Like he came in, he was, you know, off work and he ate food with him and then just like tucked him in the bed. And it was cute that he like gave Adam a kiss, but then he was like, okay, Fenton, I know you're too old for a kiss. And it (laughs) was like, okay, that was cute. Yeah. Um, but then it's like he had this total 180 where he suddenly just became a psychopath mm-hmm. and is like, oh no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kidnap people. And I, as I was watching it, I was like, Bill Paxton must have been like really strong because he was lifting those people like they were sacks of potatoes. <laughs> like it was like nothing. Like that one woman in the beginning, I was like, it was just like, whoop, nope, you're going to go over my shoulder. I was like, oh my, okay. Yeah. Um, so um, I have to say, so the, the kid that played Adam, young Adam, Jeremy Sumter, I think I've talked about this before. Peter Pan. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't mean to steal your thunder just then, but I <laughs> no, looked okay. up the cast list and I said to Mike, oh, he was in that Peter Pan movie and Lauren said it wasn't that good. Anyway. It, it, well, it wasn't that good and he creeped me out. Mm. I remember being like super weirded out by him and I didn't think he was a good Peter Pan. I was like, he mm. seemed like a little like almost too sexual to be Peter Pan. <laughs> like it was like, and that it wasn't sexual, but it was like almost there. And I was like, I was like, is this kid like being seductive towards Wendy? Like one of my, anyway, I didn't. Yikes. So when I saw that he was in this, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think his performance was that spectacular in this. No. And you know, there might be a reason why he doesn't currently really have much of a career in Hollywood. Just saying, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, Oh, so I wondered, I was going to, I want to ask you a question. So, um, it seems like, do you think if uh, Dad Meeks had not killed the sheriff that he could have just continued doing what he was doing since the sheriff didn't really seem to give a crap? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, maybe. I think so. If he just let him just, like look in the basement go up and be like sorry for wasting your time yeah but that drove me nuts because i was like at a certain point i will i was glad that he decided to be like let's just check the shed you know right but up to that point i was like why wouldn't you believe this kid like so the little so fenton ran away because when they were about to kill another guy fenton ran away right and went to the sheriff and the sheriff like took him right home and was like you know I have a son too and 
so we didn't get along and i thought like this is surely this is different than not getting along like he's saying (laughs) his father is killing people right like there's a difference between not getting along with your son and your son Mm -hmm. going to the police and going hey i think my father might be a serial killer and the kid was perfectly calm yeah he wasn't freaking out and he just kept saying like well go look out in the shed and mike and i paused it at that point and i was like why wouldn't he just check it out and mike was like well you're thinking it's a time when like adults were like kids are dumb you know you mm-hmm. listen to the adult you don't pay attention to the kid because it's in the 70s or whatever you know yeah and and we were kind of complaining and then when we started it again he did go check out the the shed but yeah i think why did they have to kill him yeah i don't get that because he like because fenton was saying um go go out in the rose garden and check it out but to me it seemed like the sheriff was like once he checked out the shed it seemed like to to me he was just gonna walk away and be like okay kid you have an overactive imagination um which is just i mean just another commentary on just how crappy the police can be but um it's a scary movie trope as well it is i I don't know if it's an actual indictment on like the police force in this instance i think it is (laughs) (laughs) my experience i think it is um so you um, told the police that your parents were killing people and they didn't believe you yes that's exactly <laughs> what happened mm-hmm. yeah i thought yeah, that like, that was a rough couple of years i was 24 and <laughs> no, i i thought it was maybe the reason he didn't want him to go to the rose garden was because at the end of the movie when matthew mcconaughey takes the fbi agent there they're all just they're not even buried they're just like they're <laughs> like mounds of human shit like grave shaped dirt yeah i didn't get that either because it seemed like all the graves that they were digging were pretty damn deep like they were not it wasn't like a shallow grave like i (laughs) watch like i'm watching or i watch i finished watching it uh uh deadly women and some of these women would be like i'm gonna just dig a grave for him and then they'd make it like a foot deep and like Mm -hmm. put the body in there and like just barely cover it with dirt (laughs) and i'm like what like you if you're listen okay I'm not condoning murder. But if you're going to do it, do it fucking right. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, don't leave There's a reason six feet is the standard. <laughs> yes, like, and, and, uh, and so, and I remember one particular episode, these two women were like, we're going to just bury the body here and cover it with a little bit of dirt. They were found like 24 hours later. <sighs> I was like, mm, was it worth it spending the rest I, of your life in prison? <laughs> I couldn't believe that because it seemed like the Rose Garden was like a, a local, like it was a public place that yeah. people just luckily didn't go to. But well, and it there was like no, it was well kept. There was no attempt of. to hide it. To hide, well, no, not, no, like all the statues and stuff were broken at the oh, end. Oh, that's true. That's true. And it was all overgrown, but it was like there was absolutely no attempt made to <laughs> to hide these bodies. They were just under mounds of dirt. I know. Like anybody walking <laughs> in there would be like, "There's a bunch of bodies buried in here." And well, and like not only that, but like so, it's been long enough where this body, w- these bodies would have decomposed completely, right? They maybe the well, ske- skeletons were like, in there. Some of them were new victims, right? Right, but you're but he's so doyle the fbi agents looking at it, all these graves like whoa there's so many graves here so i'm assuming that he was looking at the old graves as well yeah so at that point if it's let's say it's been 20 years i think it's pretty i think it's pretty reasonable to say it's been 20 years um during that time those bodies would have decomposed. There might be skeletons. There, there would be skeletons there. Definitely. But there would not be the flesh and blood and all that stuff. So, 
I have like that's, I I thought that that was funny too. There was like mounds of dirt everywhere. I was like, be more obvious <laughs> with your been, graves. <laughs> that should have been the clue that it wasn't Fenton because he was a digging champ. Like, he, he was dug a that whole basement. Champ. I know, and his hands were so, oh man, his hands were nasty. I wonder if that was an intentional choice for them to be like people paying attention would know <laughs> that it's Adam because he can't dig a hole worth anything. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Adam is. Uh, Adam's like, I did it. <laughs> One I used a teaspoon. <laughs> that's him throwing the, the dirt. Yeah, so um, maybe I guess in, if that's the case, and they wouldn't want the cop to go to the rose garden. But I feel like the cop was on the dad's side, especially when they got yeah. to the basement and there was nothing there. And I the feel like the dad the could have easily convinced him enough to yeah. let him walk away. Right? Like yeah. he would have been like, "Oh, kids, you know they've got such imaginations." You know, he's like my boy. You know, he is just always creating all sorts of stuff and blah blah blah. Yeah. And the sheriff would have been like. I have a son too. I get it, you know. And he would right. walked away. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have been super easy for Dad Meeks to to yeah. convince him that and nothing was, was wrong. No repercussion. Well, I guess I keep forgetting the fact that it's supposedly real because mm-hmm. there's no repercussion. Like nobody. There's no like. Oh, the sheriff went missing, and so everybody was looking. Or oh, yeah, all these people are missing. Like, no one's but looking guess, for the sheriff. <laughs> but the sheriff was, wasn't even a demon. The sheriff, because right. he said after he killed him, he's like, "I've never killed a man." He was really you upset. Know? Yeah. And, and Fenton was like, "You're a liar," because Fenton's <laughs> like, "There are men that you're killing," but he thinks yeah. they're demons. But the sheriff was just a man, and so I guess they're suggesting that God protected him, and there was no investigation, and nobody saw anything yeah. or looked for him at all. But in that case, wouldn't God protect the sheriff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's, that, that's exactly thing. what yeah. makes me think, like, there's no sort of supernatural thing involved. This is just mental illness. Because yeah. the sheriff was an innocent man, according to Dad Meeks, who touched him and saw nothing. So, if he was a good man, why did God let him be killed? Yeah. Well, you know? also, I mean, like... I don't know. There's just a whole slew of, like, it's a whole, like, rabbit hole. I know. Like, once you start questioning (laughs) it. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I I thought it was a little bit too easy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, when they, when they went to go kill uh, Brad from Dallas, um, I was like, oh, man, it sucks that this guy's gonna die. Like, he's probably an innocent person. But then he called his, his girlfriend slash wife a fucking bitch, and I was like, well, maybe he's not a great guy. <laughs> he was wearing, like, a weird mesh-type shirt. He was just... I thought he... I thought it was interesting how how quickly he came out on his porch. I am a woman, so I would never do that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even answer the door if I don't know the person, mm-hmm. unless they're, like, really knocking at my door for a long time. And even then, I just open the door like a crack so I yeah. can talk to them. Um, and he just, like, stepped right out. And he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? And I was like, you better get back in your house. You're going to die. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna- <laughs> And then he was going to try to, like kill them with his golf clubs i guess or, well i guess i so saw in the wiki in the wikipedia i read that um that that fenton supposedly had alerted him to dad meeks well, attacking he, like, him but i don't think that's up, happened yeah fenton backed up and like a hammer fell yeah like on accident something. i don't think yeah i didn't purpose. think i didn't think he had alerted yeah. him either because by this time fenton had already been through the like hole in the ground <laughs> thing what we gotta talk about the hole in the ground thing the floating head what 
<laughs> what sort of oh yeah when he like came to the realization that choice is that like the movie up until that point was like a very serious i know sort of sort of thriller sort of violent movie and then fenton gets locked in the basement because he doesn't agree with his dad and so his dad locks him in the basement of the shed for two weeks and he talks about how he like i don't know he couldn't handle it basically because he's a child and they show this scene where it's all black and it's just his face like (laughs) floating around it's so stupid i laughed out loud I'm it's glad you said because I remember seeing that part and I was like, that's an interesting artistic choice. It's I don't know bad. if I agree with it's that. Really bad. Like because they really like yeah, it was kind of just It this, was like a like his character might as well have taken shrooms for how stupid it was. <laughs> it was. It was stupid. Yeah, and you're right, because the rest was like based It's like tripping balls. I know. And it was they all they could have shown was like a dark like a darkened version of his body instead like this like bright moon face and like darkness. You know what I mean? It's like it was like I was watching the mighty boosh. Like that you know, and he might as well have been being like Ooh. <laughs> And in earlier in the movie, they had made like what I think is a pretty wise style choice. In when the dad is woken up, it's just this bright light, right? And yeah. then when the dad sees the axe, it's just like a sun shaft. So it's all these sort of natural occurring things right, that make sense, right? And then then the kid the kid is stuck in the basement and he becomes a disembodied head floating on a black background like that's something that you would do in seventh grade when you're learning what like how to do special effects on your hand cam you know what i mean right yeah it was like that was his like realization moment that that his guy that his dad was actually like legit or whatever and it was a it was a very strange artistic choice i don't so stupid i think bill paxton actually directed this film too he did he did so <laughs> I don't know if he had done anything else, but it's bad. Yeah, I, I tried to Bill Paxton as a favorite like director. No, I, I think I didn't think it was like that. Anything that special? No, all the rest of them. But I tried to find just a photo of that shot really fast. <laughs> I did a search just because it was so ridiculous, and I'll have to spend. I'll have to devote more time to it. But it was so stupid. So it was bad. pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What else? I thought it was interesting that Fenton, so he just spent this two weeks, because, so, he was telling his dad that he didn't believe in God, and that he didn't believe that what his dad was doing was from God, and that his dad was a murderer, and so his dad obviously locked him in the basement. Mm-hmm. And then he had that he realization moment. In the yeah, basement. he nailed the, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So he has this, like, realization. Mm-hmm. And his, the floating his dad lets him up, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I ever doubted you, Pa." <laughs> and uh, and then I was like, I couldn't tell, and I liked that I couldn't tell if he was being legit or not. I'm like, is he just playing either. along because he doesn't want to be abused anymore, or is he actually on board with it? And it seemed like he was on board with that. I think he was on board with it. He killed his father. Oh yeah, that's right. Wait, yeah, you thought he was on board with it until he killed his father. Yeah. But you didn't think it was all an act before that? I was questioning. I was on the oh. fence about that. I was like... Well, it, I mean, while I was watching it, I was questioning it. But then yeah. when he killed his father, I was like, oh, okay, no, no, so yeah, yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. That's what I'm I saying. See. Yes, yes, okay. yes, I agree with you. I guess yes, I was, I was questioning. I was like, it seems like he might be legit, but it also... But I, I think a bigger part of me thought that he was faking it. And then obviously it was revealed that he was. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he killed his father. And then I thought it was really interesting that... 
so they were gonna kill the guy but mm-hmm. he killed his brad father from instead dallas. brad from dallas and then his dad was slumped over dying and he whispered something to adam and then fenton turned his back to untie brad from dallas and adam killed brad from dallas yeah. and i thought that that was really i liked that i thought that Me was too. it was a misdirection i didn't see it coming and it made sense yeah know? oh yeah big time and with, then with uh, adam later being a serial killer mm-hmm. um and he was like he was like this tiny little boy that is like so filled with rage in this moment that he is and I mean, he has enough energy as a, like, what, you're assuming nine, nine-year-old boy, maybe, um, to be able to axe through a grown man's neck. Yeah. Or well, what you assume. I don't know if he went through. He just had to go far enough to <laughs> kill That's him, true. You know. He had to just, yeah. But the fact that he had enough, like, enough energy and enough power to do that is, like, insane. And I think it was probably adrenaline, yeah. I would say than anything else because i would imagine just a normal day a kid would not be able to do that but if you're filled with adrenaline and you just watch your dad be yeah. murdered you might be like okay i have enough i can do this you mm-hmm. know so that was that was crazy but i i did like that too because it's like you're just like okay everything's fine it's over now they can let brad from dallas go um and now they're gonna be they're gonna be okay and then it's just like nope just kidding yeah <laughs> you know and i'm sure fenton had to watch over adam for his entire life yeah you know? well it definitely seemed like it yeah and then when they were burying his when they were burying their dad and brad from dallas fenton said to adam you know when i come up on your list bury me in the rose garden mm-hmm. and i thought that that was interesting that he knew at that moment that adam was gonna have problems his whole life or he knew that it was real it's hard to say but yeah. and then and then that's when you learn that matthew mcconaughey is not fenton but he's adam yeah and he's killed his brother because his fenton's name came up on his list right and i think the list aspect was interesting as well because when at first when they killed the first person i was like how do they get a name because he says in the voiceover like paul said that he didn't even though he'd never been to her house before he knew exactly where it was mm-hmm. and stuff and i was like that's weird how would he know that but then it showed later scene he was looking in a phone book and i thought okay well his delusions oh, right would make it seem like he was getting a name but he was actually like he knew where places were you know it all like there's an explanation that, i didn't even think for of the that mental but that illness, makes sense yeah or there's an explanation for them getting some sort of supernatural assignment you know if you if you wanted to feel like it was that way so i thought that that was interesting that like uh, yeah a mentally ill person could just look in a phone book and be like i know that street therefore i'm being guided there you know and they could i mean they could like disassociate while they're on the way there Mike and then arrive yeah. there and then be like oh i guess i didn't know where it was but i yep. somehow was guided by god's hand and it's like well you knew where it was all the time yeah. you just disassociated because you're very mentally ill yeah <laughs> so, mike yeah. said mike said something about that too about like them having like some sort of disassociative yeah issue big time big time and uh so yeah i thought that it was it was interesting and that's why i liked the movie if i pretend that it's all just mental illness and try to explain it away that way then i think it's a very creative movie yeah me too and and um but then when it 
starts being like real and i'm like well, i don't know how i feel about this yeah well yeah the the true story is so dark yeah what's um, the i read a little bit of the wikipedia page but maybe what are what's the details of the true story i don't i don't remember oh. no it's been a while well i read on the wikipedia page that he killed people with his like 13 year old son well so and from what i do remember um, the thing that I think connects Frailty and Joseph Callinger was just because he thought he was seeing demons. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was... I don't think that... I don't think much else of the movie was inspired by him. I think it was really just... And I swear I remember hearing about the son being put into a basement, too. So oh. that could have actually happened. Yeah. I see. Because he had two sons in oh. in real life, and then one of them... I don't know. So anyway, um, it's it's definitely um, an interesting, if not really fucked up story. But yeah. So my question to you is, do you think that these people were actually doing the things that he thought that they were doing? Oh, like the, the people that were demons? Yeah. No, my first instinct is no. Like I said earlier, I think that he hallucinated, hallucinated and he just saw what he wanted to see. Yeah. But then you can't explain how Adam knew that the FBI agent really killed his mother. Right. <laughs> the scene where he killed his mother was also pretty comedic. She was like <laughs> hanging stuff on a line. Like, what, I she's like, did he go back in time to like 1930 <laughs> because she was wearing like a dust bowl dress and she was hanging stuff on a line outside and she's like, ah! And she screws with like her hands up and he just kills her. Like, what? I know. He's an old it man pretty, and she's an older woman. Comical, yeah. What is the motivation? Why did he kill her? She I don't seemed know. able mind and body. Yeah. And it just and he was like a career man already. It wasn't like he was young and he just killed her and there was no motivation. I like, have no it, idea it why. Like she it we I mean, you obviously don't get it's it's not for money, obviously, because she would have like a dryer, you know, and she wouldn't be like just trying oh. you know what I mean? Like she'd have money to dry her her clothes <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. yeah um so i like how that's the indication that it wasn't for money like she can't use a line no i agree well it's it's just i would say more likely if you have a dryer are you gonna hang your stuff out outside you're gonna use the dryer well, that's way more convenient i hang stuff up still y- yeah but you don't have a dryer no but i I still I you, hang ha- stuff you up. have access to dryer, but you don't. It's not like you have one in your apartment. You know what I mean? I I hang stuff up even though I have access to a dryer. <laughs> I don't dry some things. Okay, okay. No, I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I th- I, I know what you mean. Anyway, yeah. yes. And I think the movie would have been made stronger if they just like trim some fat and yeah. explore things a little bit like why did he kill his mother because it just yeah it, to really me, it just like, looked like he was bored one day I, <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know i've been hearing a lot about this whole murder thing and i think i might try, <laughs> try it. it out <laughs> yeah who is my closest person in my life oh my mom i guess love so. this. <laughs> you did say that there was i didn't notice that the news it was the news articles about him his mother dying um, because I saw I guess, one news article and it looked like it was about a traffic jam. Because I was going to say, I guess if if Adam was just like a really good detective, maybe he just put it together not supernaturally. But right. they didn't really portray it that way. And, and I would no. have rather had it be more ambiguous as to how he figured it out instead of just being like, as soon as he touched him. And then we touched him, he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the touching, they're like, this, see, this is 
exactly why I was like, okay, maybe I don't like the movie as much as I thought I did because it was stuff like that, like the floating head, the the touching where they're like, oh, and then I'm like, okay, let's, let's calm down here. You're acting a little weird. Um, yeah, and then you're right. The FBI agent comically murders his mother, and we never find out why. Yeah. Like we're just so we're just supposed to it's sit there and money. accept that she just. Got murdered yeah. for shits and gigs. And like he's such a talented agent, he could cover it up. What's the deal? Yeah, Why like, with I that. <laughs> I know. I, I, I think at that point, and yes, that was like the end of the film. But at that point, I was like, okay, yeah, it was good. too much. Yeah, it was. It was. It was yeah. too much. It didn't really, to me, killing the FBI agent didn't really vibe with the rest of the movie. You know, it kind of stuck out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well. It, I think, like, like I said, with a few tweaks, like, let's say the FBI agent was, like, getting really close, and he had to eliminate him because of how close he was getting yeah, or sure. something, or something. Right. And he, he got rid of him. I don't know, but uh, it's like, or instead of killing his mother, maybe have him, like, just be a corrupt agent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he knows about it. Right. You know what I mean? And then... And then the swerve, like I feel like the swerve when when you find out that it's it's Adam and not Fenton, it it was kind of like what, what? Because he's like, that's exactly why I told him I'd bury him in the rose garden. And you're like, wait a second, you're Adam Fenton, rose garden. Oh, and I kind of like I didn't mind the swerve no, so I didn't much, either. except for the fact. That then it was immediately overshadowed by the the it, yeah. fact that he knew like that oh so you do have superpowers okay well the thing is I think too that the reveal of him like this big twist in the story it's not like it was like a usual suspects level of like fuck what are you kidding me like this is Kobayashi the whole time you know um, it's more like a uh oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you're kind of just like. Yeah. It's not like you're shocked, or you're you're you you're like, whoa! I never saw that coming. Or oh man, that makes so much more sense now. It's just kind of like, oh, I guess I'll just accept that is what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also, so he set it up to be like Fenton was committing these murders, and Fenton disappeared, and Adam had killed himself. So nobody's going to be looking for Adam, right. who is played by Matthew McConaughey, because they think he's committed suicide. But everybody's going to be looking for Fenton. But this is the modern age. Somebody would, somebody somewhere, would put two and two together because right. there's photos and there's people in Texas. Like you know, he, he didn't. He I guess he wasn't a sheriff in the town he grew up in. Right. But still, he married. Like Becky and right, so, so he married the girl that was he went to like middle school with. Yeah, it's so weird. Like it's not a it's not a smooth trail unless no. it's like really a supernatural assignment. But right. then at that time, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a little bit bozo. I think I just don't I just don't accept the supernatural part <laughs> of it because I just don't. If you are going to do a, a supernatural part of it, I think there needs to just be more. You mm-hmm. know, like it's—it has to be supernatural all the way through, mm-hmm. or you have to give enough evidence where I could see it both ways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, would you recommend the movie? I don't think I would necessarily. I think 
I like the story overall. Mm-hmm. I think it's creative. I think that um, that's about all it has going for it. Just in a broad sense, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's an entertaining movie. The story is interesting. Uh, but I don't know if, like, is my life better for having watched it? I don't think so. I don't think it's a movie yeah. where I'm like, yeah, go go watch it. You need to see this. You need to add it to your repertoire. I'm like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't think it's... I don't think it's anything worth seeking out necessarily, but it's not awful, so it's not like avoided at all costs. Right. But it's no, I, I don't think I could say like, yeah, I recommend it. How about you? I think I kind of feel the same way you do. I think uh, had recommending this movie when I had first seen it, sure, but I'm a different person than I was then, you know, and. Um, I don't, th- I would say that I'm a lot less tolerant of cheesy things in movies. So I think I'm kind of like, it's it's certainly not terrible. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. Is it anything special? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Same thing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you can follow us on Instagram at Watchers of Movies. You can follow us at Facebook at Watchers of Movies. And if you like our reviews and you want us to review something for you, you can do one of two things. You can contact us, or actually you can do a couple things. You can DM us on Instagram. Please not on Facebook. I'm terrible at answering. I'm sorry, but I just am. Uh, or you can email us at watchersofmovies at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a five-star review on um iTunes and leave us the name of the movie that you want us to watch. So we also have a website, watchersandmovies.weebly.com. Check it out. And uh, thank you to Mike for our theme music. His name is Mike Myers. You can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.